Welcome to episode number 72 of The Student Manager. It's Fonger News, and we have some calves in the house. Sterling Solomon, who just finished her freshman year, and Duff. Duff, I don't even, I know you're friends with Julia, but I don't even know your last name. My name is Brendan Duffy. Um, I go by Duffy a lot of the times, Brendan by others. Depends who you're talking to. Right? So but Duffy, I go by Duffy. I like that. These are class of 20 Newport Harbor high school grads. And ironically, it's Newport Harbor's graduation tonight, which you guys didn't get to experience last year. Yeah. So let's kind of reflect a little bit. You guys were all part of the COVID-20 era. How was graduation and then the transition into going to COVID Charlottesville? Um, for me, I think that the end of the year for any 2020 graduate, whether it be middle school, high school or college was pretty abrupt. Um, there wasn't a lot of like closure. And I think that since summer was essentially like five months long, six months long, I was really excited to go, um, to school. And so it was weird though, going back, um, to Charlottesville since obviously I've been there in the past a lot and it being like kind of closed down. But it had to be different. Oh, it was really different. Yeah. Um, especially because when I chose to go to UVA, it was a week into COVID, not even. And so I was like looking forward to tailgating and football games and all that wasn't happening. So going back was a little bit strange, but obviously it all ended up working out, which we'll get into later. And, and beat off. I mean, you go back there. Is your, did you even visit it? So I actually did. Um, I got in after not thinking I was going to get in. Um, and I had a change of plans because the place where I thought I was going to go, um, Notre Dame just didn't get in at all. So then I got into Virginia and I was um, thinking between Virginia um, and I also had the opportunity to go to UCLA, but I wanted to try something new. But I didn't want to go to Virginia without seeing it with my own eyes. So I, um, my dad and I made the decision, <laughs> California went on lockdown. And then two days later, my dad and I said, well, I want to, I told my dad, I got to see before I come in anywhere. So we flew to Charlottesville with about five people on our flight from LAX and then, um, got there. Then Virginia went on lockdown the day we got there. But so we basically just walked around a ghost town campus, um, to check it out. And that was my only prior, uh, Experience. prior to school experience with UVA. And we'll get into the process of finishing up at Harbor and then going to Charlottesville, the selection process, and then what it's really like, the experience there. Uh, but first, we, we always got to communicate the goal of this podcast for the, those of that are listening and following. It's to help high school students and parents with the college search and admission process, mm -hmm. right? Uh, listening to the raw stories. And that's the goal and objective. And obviously, uh, I used to have corporate sponsors, but now I just tell every I don't have corporate sponsors. Those are the people that pay the bills, right? This nice plush studio. Do you guys like this studio? Yeah, I do. If you ask your dad, Sterling, mm -hmm. who Murph Cargus is, he'll know. Okay. Remember the band Sugar Ray? Yes. Okay. So this is all Sugar Ray. He was the bass player. Really? Yes. If he was in here, you got to just pop off a song and he'll, he'll say, wow. <laughs> so, uh, but for those of you that follow and listen, how we support this podcast, if you're interested, if you like the listeners, or you just want to help this grow to the next level, just Venmo me, anything, $5, $10, not that I need the money, but I always like to just prop up and get the support because right. we're trying to get on 
Barstool Sports, right? Mm -hmm. So if you had to tell Erica, and you guys know El Presidente, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Right? Uh, Mm -hmm. Dave Portnoy. If you had to tell him, like, why the student manager in the podcast, like, what would be your pitch right now? For me, my pitch would just be um, it's the most authentic and real way to maybe think about which school you want to apply to. All colleges are going to tell you the same stuff, whereas the kids will tell you what's really going down. And um, I don't know. Most of us, we kind of you kind of just throw a dart at a board. You don't really have any clue what to expect when you're looking at different schools. And what if you hear some students talk about it? Maybe if you don't even know them, you kind of just hear their story, though. It gives you a much better idea, much more real idea, as I should say. Yeah, I agree. And I think that if you look at any college website, it essentially all says the same thing, and it's pretty objective. And if you hear real stories from real students, um, I think it's also really important to for us coming on this podcast to say like the good and the bad yep. because it's no college is going to be perfect. And I think that as a perspective, a perspective student, like you need to know what you're kind of like going to get into if you go there. Um, so, yeah. So let's dive right into it. You're looking at UCLA and Notre Dame. Why Virginia? Um, well, so originally I wanted to go somewhere where there was a good, sports i wanted to go to a school with a lot of um school spirit but then also a lot of really strong academics so i was looking at the classic like michigan virginia ucla cal um ut those types of schools and then my brother went to notre dame and i visited and i loved it so i was like dead set i'm going to notre dame love it god country football type place and then um so i applied and then didn't get into Notre Dame. Okay. I was going to say rejected or accepted? Rejected. Just not not even waitlisted, just straight rejected. And then I got into Virginia, which I never would have thought. Um, Isn't that weird? Yeah. Never would have thought. So I was like, I was like, I applied to Virginia. I thought it was cool. Also kind of a history nerd guy. So Thomas Jefferson, I kind of liked it. And then I got into Virginia. I ended up getting to UCLA and the other schools got in, didn't really get in, but really came down to UCLA or Virginia. And... I'd say what really drove me to go to Virginia was, A, I want to try something new because UCLA is very similar to Newport Beach, especially if you join the same fraternity and Greek life that a lot of the Newport people go to, um, same weather. And then Virginia is very different. All the people are different, dress different, talk different. And also, whatever, I'm a history guy. So if you like history, Virginia is probably the most history-rich college in the nation. So you got all the Civil War, Revolutionary War presidents got everything right around you it is probably one of the most beautiful campuses on the hill and we'll get into some of the landmarks right Uh, the history thomas jefferson the statue or even have you guys seen edgar Allan poe's room yeah Yeah, it's right uh (laughs) right by there people are listening they don't even know who edgar Allan poe is so sterling can you since you got into Virginia, mm-hmm. can you enlighten people who had ground poets? Yeah. Well, actually, one thing I wanted to add is I remember you texted me when you were in between UCLA and Virginia and was like, could I have a call? Oh, yeah. I talked to your dad. Yeah. Yep. Oh. Forgot and about it. Marshall. Marshall <laughs> yeah. Solomon pops yeah. out to the pops. I, I hit, yeah. Because I was okay. wondering if the main reason I called was I wonder if I want to come back here in the long run. If I went to Virginia, if that would be too hard to do. But obviously... Learning from her dad, it's not because he made it back. But yeah, I forgot about yeah. that aspect of it because yeah. I want to potentially come back in the future. But yeah, and we'll talk about that because 
That's why, for example, people that are thinking about Virginia, listen to this podcast. Listen mm -hmm. to episode number 72. You can listen to B. Duff and Sterling yeah. talk about the real, true Cavalier yeah. experience. And it just is a testament that he went to someone who had, had experience going from Newport Beach and then right. to Virginia, then back to Newport Beach in order to like gain some more insights. Because so. is it really culture shock? Because I, I know I just got back from West Virginia and I know the difference of being on the East Coast and way back there. But explain maybe one of you. Um, I think it's definitely more preppy, like no brainer, but not necessarily a huge culture shock, um, at least in my opinion. Maybe that's just because I have family there, grew up going there. Um, but I think that it's pretty similar. And actually, there's a lot of people. It's very diverse. There's a lot of people from the North, a lot of like Connecticut, New York, Boston, and then there's actually a decent amount of uh, California students as well. So yeah, I, don't I, know. I wouldn't say it's a culture shock in the sense of you go there and people wearing jeans and boots and stuff. It's not that big of a. It's change. not the South. No. Yeah, but, but it's preppy mm -hmm. East Coast East Coast money. It's for it's, sure. It's yes, definitely right? old East yes. Coast money. Yes. It's just different. I don't really know how to describe it. You won't see people wearing beanies. It's no. Not as laid back. People here are much more laid back and chill. In Virginia, it's not quite like that. Um, <laughs> okay, so what is it like? Wait, first, if you're walking down campus, do people know you're from California? Yes. Because? because so if you want to fit in at Virginia, you would wear like New Balance mm -hmm. athletic running shoes type shoes, tennis shoes. Um, maybe some Always a collared shirt. Yeah, khaki shorts and then maybe a polo or something or like one preppy. of those. Preppy. One of those washed colored i don't know there's this brand called southern tide kind of like vineyard vines but not quite vineyard vines okay um but you i try to dress when i go um because when i ended up joining my fraternity later down the road they knew i was the california guy so i'd always just try to kind of play into that that stereotype a lot but that's what so i would just try and it makes it fun makes you stand out yeah exactly like i you. loved it no i i loved it and so i would dress some people at first, you'd be like, what the heck is he wearing? But then it's just like, oh, no, that's like the guy Dude, that's he's not cool. from around here. <laughs> Wait, where do you get those clothes? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You don't see many Converse. But one thing I'd say, the funniest thing that I, culture shock that I saw was, especially when girls would say it, but when girl, people, everyone there says y'all, even though they're not Southern, they still say y'all. Mm -hmm. um, actually, what I'd say, Southwest Virginia is very Southern, but Nova which is Northern Virginia is not at all, but everyone still says y'all, which I thought was very funny. Yeah. Hey, do you, did you guys come back with y'all in no. your accent? Um, <laughs> I mean, sometimes it's in my vocabulary, but not like on a daily basis whatsoever. So. All right. And, and we'll get into some of the schools because I want to help parents and students at that academic level mm -hmm. make that decision and process uh, uh, because that the, the schools that you've either applied to or now go to are the elite. I tell people that I've, I'm friends with or the students, what about Virginia? What about North Carolina? What about the Michigans, Texases, all that range? But then there's things that definitely separate and stand out. Yeah. So Sterling, mm -hmm. you have a little background in history with Charlottesville. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if that was always the decision for you, like mom and dad, like Mariah and Marshall going, I need a cab in my family. Because I've had conversations with your dad, even when you're going through this process, when you were on the, I believe, the wait list. I was deferred. Deferred. Yeah. Deferred. So like was, ver and we'll talk, were you deferred or? I got an early action. Early action. Okay. So was Virginia always going to be the school 
that you step foot on campus if you got accepted? Um, yes, I think that anyone who's known me for the past 19 years of my life and will know that I was like, it was UVA or bust for me, which was in all honesty, a very toxic mindset um, to go into the college um, application process with. But I think that it led to a lot of personal like growth for me, which I'm actually grateful for. So I applied early decision and it was the first year they'd put in early decision into the cycle, um, got deferred and was like absolutely heartbroken. I don't even, that was like, oh, yeah, I remember talking day. to your dad yeah. and he, and I said, defer, look it, it's early. It's deferred. They got to wait until all the other applications come in and you're Solomon. She'll yeah, be fine. Yeah. Everything always works out. Yeah. And it was especially just like, this sounds so bad, but I put this pressure on myself because my family has gone there basically since it was founded generations and generations very like what very generation are you I, I i there's a li like a full list and it's a page and a half long. like edgar Allan poe generation oh yeah like my um <laughs> thomas jefferson i'm generation. like related to the person who like was the first law professor at uva like it, it's very far back um but yeah so i was deferred i ended up getting into unc chapel hill early action and i was shocked by that one um, because it's on paper harder to get into UNC Chapel Hill out of state than it is um, UVA, especially considering me, I'm a double legacy. Like, not that I was like definitely going to get in, but just by comparison, I should have on paper gotten into UVA over getting into UNC first. And the other reason I was pretty heartbroken was because getting in to UVA after getting deferred, it's like in between five to ten percent acceptance right after that of deferred applicants so then I was like okay I'm not getting in then I visited UNC absolutely loved it um was extremely excited to go there because I it's pretty campus it's beautiful yeah and I and it's very similar culturally I was as well say, yeah yes so you can see why I was attracted to it considering that I was a diehard UVA fan um and then considering that I did not think that I was going to UVA thought I was going to UNC and then on March 18th I got into UVA for 10 minutes, I was like, oh, yeah, like, I don't know if I'm going to go to UNC or UVA. And then, like, two hours later, I posted on well, Instagram that I was going to UVA. I had already, like, signed my thing. Yeah. Shit, Sterling. That's not even – I mean, you all know Julia. Yeah. She didn't get into Wisconsin off the wait list until the last week of April. Mm -hmm. I remember I was – it was COVID. I was out in New Orleans, and she texted me, and she goes, I got in. But the night before, I remember – deleting all my Wisconsin shit, like on my Instagram, like, fuck them. I don't want Wisconsin. And then she called, I go, maybe that was an omen. So you yeah. just never know. Mm -hmm. And you just got to play it out. So if any parents listening, any students listening, things happen for a reason. For sure. Let it play out. Mm -hmm. And you never know, like, who you're going to get accepted to, who you're going to get rejected to. Mm -hmm. So besides North Carolina and Virginia, there had to been some other places that you applied to. Yeah. Um, the closest I applied to California was Texas. I wanted out. I've always known that. Um, just because like Brendan said, I kind of envision myself raising a family and living here, um, in the future. And so I wanted just a change of scenery for at least four years, if not like more to go work, um, afterwards. So I applied to UT, um, TCU, Michigan, Wake Forest, UNC, Boston College, Georgia, UVA, and then I had Notre Dame. I ended up taking it off. I took a few of them off, like after I got into UNC, because then I was like, I knew I was going to go to UNC. 
And who did you get rejected by? I love to use that word mm-hmm. rejected, not accepted. But let's just be brutally honest, mm-hmm. in or out. Who did you get rejected by that you, maybe you were shocked by? Or, you know what? I thought I was going to get rejected anyways. Um, I got rejected by UT Austin, and I thought I was going to get rejected by them. So I wasn't surprised okay. by that. And then I didn't get rejected anywhere else because, well, Michigan, I got deferred. Like, deferred. But then you have to write like 200 words or something like that, like saying that you still want to be considered. You have to like write a brief essay. And I had already gotten to UNC at that point. And so I spoke with my college counselor and I was like, I know that I would go to UNC Chapel Hill over Michigan. I'm not even going to write that. So I pulled myself out of that one. You click the not or you don't want to continue the process. Correct. Yeah. So I got deferred, then just ended the process. and then I pulled out of um, Wake Forest and BC when I got into UVA. And then I got, got in it. everywhere else. Let's go to you, Brennan. Who did you, if it, obviously we know Notre <clears throat> Dame was no. Uh, was Texas yes or no? Uh, I didn't get into Texas. I got um, waitlisted at Michigan, but just a little heads up for people out there. If you get waitlisted at Michigan, you're not going to get in. Yeah. Thank you. They, they you want to explain it? I'll exp- I explain it to everyone. They're yeah. like, "You're wrong." Like, I not not to get your. I mean, maybe, maybe, just maybe you'll get it. But Michigan, so far, is the only school I know that nobody got actually rejected from them. Like you do with other schools, everyone has the option to place themselves on the wait list. But then, so that means hundreds of thousands of people are on the wait list, mm-hmm. which narrows that margin. That's already very narrow. Um, so. Just for some realistic expectations, you get waitlisted. You don't got too good of a shot. Um, and then I didn't get into SMU, but I wrote my essay in ten minutes. I that was a last not, second. Not thing. to be rude, how did you not get into SMU? <laughs> I wrote. People are gonna kill me, but how I, did you? Not I wrote get into that SMU? one really fast because I was like, ah, SMU, like might as well. Um, but uh, I guess my ten minute essay didn't really work. Julia um, got in the SMU, and you're smarter than you might, my daughter Julia. Uh, yeah, I didn't put enough effort into that one, but I was out, ca- I was casting everywhere, whatever okay. U of A, Boulder, UCs and stuff. Um, applied to Georgia, Wisconsin. I actually, uh, after I um, didn't get into Notre Dame originally, I was like, all right, I might go to Wisconsin. Um, and I ended up getting to UVA, but. I think Wisconsin's one of the Orange County schools. They'll go through waves of like, tons of people will go to mm-hmm. U of A. Yes. Tons of people will go to Boulder. Georgia. I think was in, like Georgia right now is the yeah. big one. Georgia and Wisconsin are yeah, huge. Yeah, I think right. Wisconsin for the class be of like, twenty one. Massive. Yes. Yeah. I mean the twenty class were, were okay, but twenty Georgia because I'm having Spataro, I'm right. having Greer, I'm having Pitches on, mm-hmm. like because now that's really gotten big. Yeah. Maybe you guys will start the way for Virginia, but first it is hard to get into. So let's yeah. people are listening because they're listening to all these schools. These are the, what I call the sweatshirt brands that everyone wants to get into. Mm-hmm. Not everyone's going to get in there. So let's talk about the academics. You all come from Newport Harbor, mm-hmm. right? So unweighted GPA, Brennan. I'm weighted. I think I had. I don't remember like it was th- three something above a three five because that basically so I had one one B. And You're like I'd, a three nine. I had all A's after that. Yeah, I just had a three nine something. Okay. Yeah. Um, unweighted. Unweighted. And how many APs were in there? Throughout your so my senior year, I took five. 
junior year, I took four, I think. And then sophomore year, I took either one or two. That's 10 or 11 APs. That's all on the track. People that have been on this podcast, you're following and listening. 10 to 12. Actually, there was a Notre Dame student, one of my first guests. She had like 13 AP classes, Matsunami. Yeah. Right? That's amazing. So you, you just confirmed you had 10 to 11. AP classes, stir. How many AP classes? About the same, ten to twelve, I would say. Um, when I applied into colleges, I had a four point unweighted. Um, and then my senior year, I got B's both semester in AP calculus. So and no- yeah, and notice how I always say unweighted. You guys probably get it. Unweighted. Mm-hmm. Most parents will say, "Oh, my, my kids are four six, four seven. Well, guess what? So are the other hundred thousand yeah. that are applying to, yeah. for example, UCLA, mm-hmm. that are all four six four sevens. But it's going to come down to your unweighted, your rigor. Let's go. Did you do ACT, SAT, ACT? What did you? How many I times did you take it? What's your scores? Took it three times. This is one of the reasons that I'm pretty almost positive I got deferred for it. My ACT. So the average ACT for Virginia, out of state, is about a thirty four thirty five. I got a thirty two. So that was definitely bringing me down a little bit not that 32 is bad i mean 32 is phenomenal by the way excellent no it is parents students it's (laughs) excellent and i think that with covid it's not i mean just even outlasting covid act is not gonna have as much weight as it did and i personally like i could not get above a 29 in math just could not and so that brought my act down and at first, I was kind of hard on myself for it. And I was like, no, like I'm not going to let one test define me because there's so much more to me. And the thing about the college admissions process, which is kind of difficult to grasp, is the fact that you are essentially just a number on a paper. There's no face to you. And so more than anything, I would suggest putting a lot of your personality and your interests and your passions within your essays because I just can't even like begin to describe how important that is. And we'll get there because yeah. I always like to talk about the essay because it is a number. Rigor, obviously coming from Newport Harbor High School. And by the way, anything that starts with a three is phenomenal. Yeah. Right? I mean, the average ACT for Joe Blow out of America is like 24, 25. Oh, no. It was right. So like we, when I found out what the average ACT was out of state, my dad was like, you just, that's, that's not, not that it's impossible. I know plenty of people who got that, but like. He's like, you just can't put that pressure on yourself because you can't. Yeah. And to get into Virginia, it's 24% acceptance rate. Oh, so no, it's out like of lower now. Every out yeah. of every hundred, right? You yeah. you figure about twenty to twenty-four people are getting in. Yeah. So let's go. Did you go ACT I or went SAT? ACT. And so I took it four times, which was not fun. Um ACT is not I've like thought about it a lot and I don't really think there's any way around it because you have to take a standardized test yeah. that everyone takes, but it's not good at all because I had like new kids who are two levels below me in math that are getting better math scores than mm-hmm. me. And then eventually my final solution to it was, this is very specific to me, but I'm very superstitious. <laughs> and so on my last time I took it, I actually had broken my chest like three days before in a football game. And then I'm like, all right. I'm not bringing a snack. I'm not charging my calculator the night before. I'm changing it up. I got to get lucky. And then I ended up getting a 33 on my last one mm-hmm. with like no extra practice. And I, love I think it. Yeah, I did my that's best. That's the ACT. It's 
it's some of it's skill and you got to know how to do it fast but some of it you just got to go with the right mojo oh, and yeah. something <laughs> I mean I don't something crazy this, happens but for me the best I did was eight months after I finished studying and I was hungover and I was not I didn't get that risky yeah. but <laughs> well I called I called my mom the night before and I was like mom like I don't want to go in and do this like I'm over it like I'm just whatever and she's like Sterling like please just like you don't have to, but just go in and take it. What if you do better? And I obviously ended up doing better. But I mean, there, it's just honestly, so, yeah. It's so, is the advice yeah. to high school students just relax and just go exactly. in? And whatever happens, I think happens, the more happens, pressure you put on yourself, the worse you do. The worse you do. You just gotta, yeah. whatever you gotta do to just relax. Yeah. yeah. Like, just be yourself. Mm -hmm. Act like you've been there before. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Did you have any ACT tutors? Yeah, yes. I did a lot of it. I did, but I didn't really like take it super seriously, which was my fault, obviously. I think you took it I, I took it seriously because <laughs> my you parents... like a person yeah. take my, it seriously. <laughs> Superstitious. My, my, I'm not going with a charged calculator. Yeah, yeah. My parents would have kicked my butt if I didn't try. A lot of people do AR academics. That's what um, I Cost a lot of money. Mm -hmm. Had absolutely no results for me. Um and then I ended up going to this guy named Bruno, just some freelance ACT guy. I think he used to work at like Princeton Prep or I don't, Princeton Review. There's something like that called, and he's branched off from it. And I, don't know, I went to him a few times. I also took some SAT subject tests. Some of the, if you're applying to Ivy Leagues, I didn't, but I applied to Georgetown, yeah, which Georgetown. does require SAT yeah. subject tests. Um, I also did like practice for that, but basically. He, instead of trying to teach me strategies, he kind of just, he taught me how to uh, do some of the more complex problems and just, I just did a lot more practice, but in reality, you just got to do practice because yeah. eventually you'll, you'll start to see the problems. They ask the same thing over and over and oh, then yeah. whatever, got to get in the right mojo before the test and don't. My biggest advice, I couldn't do this because in high school, I was always one of the last persons to finish the test, but in the ACT, you just mark your answer and you move on. Like you don't can't, go back. You and can't second check. guess yourself. Yeah, because how they get you is that they'll put the easier ones up front, and then you'll waste time. Like, okay, I'm just gonna double check to make sure it's right, and then, then whatever. You don't answer the last ten questions, and then, like, if you guess, you you get it wrong. I don't know how it works, but they're really good at making it. So if you guess, you're not gonna hit those questions. And so it's just always better to finish yeah. and maybe be less hey, sure. Did you? I'm. This is totally coming to my top of my head remember like in high school i don't know if you guys did scantrons and abc oh, yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. so if we never did if i didn't know the answer everyone just has always marked c, c. like it's 50 percent right yeah so i never asked this question but if you didn't know an answer like if you had a guess what box are you checking i think it's c i'm a b guy i always <laughs> have been i always actually actually sometimes i put a little more thought into it. i like see like all right which one have i not checked yeah. the most yeah i would do that as well um but I to me was go would go B, but if I saw like, oh, all right, I only put one A in the past mm -hmm. twenty questions and you I'd put hit A. a. Yeah. yeah. I'm gonna start asking that question. It it could be the difference. Yeah. Well, I think that also for me, when I was doing tutoring for those like, I don't know, four months, I think that they can tutors can really teach the the English part of it. Yes. Because yes. it's yes. strategy. You can teach you English. You can, yeah. They can teach you English. That's where like the one part that I was like, this just will not work was math. Because I was like, this is just, I'm going to have to learn concepts that I've never learned before. And that's not going to come to me. And for just like one, like it just was a lot of to take in. But ACT tutors can definitely teach you English 
the way to do the reading because in all honesty, you really only need to read the first and last paragraph and the topic and like I conclusion sentence. I'm not oh. the guy to talk to about oh, that okay. one. Are you, you're <laughs> that, the math I guy? did the best yeah. reading ever. <laughs> I could so never we, finish the reading in time. I loved the reading. The reading was like my like little break time in there. Um, my sister is she, probably vice her, versa. Yeah, opposite. Yeah, um, she does really well in math, and I'm like, can we like switch scores? Um, and then science is reading comprehension as well. Yeah, science was weird. weird. Yeah, I don't. Know I, don't I don't have any tips for you in science. No. Kind of on your own for that one. So let's go into major. What's your major, sir? I'm undeclared, but I'm applying into McIntyre School of Commerce, which is our business school. Business. Yeah. So I'm gonna. I'm applying to the comm school as well, um, but specialize in finance. But I'm also gonna. If I have enough time, I'm gonna do major in history, or I'll at least get a minor in history. History. That's yeah. your, your history buff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What year was University of Virginia founded? Founded uh, 1825. 18 something, yeah. I think it's 1825. You got to fact check me on that. I'm, I'm, I don't know like that history too much. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't it be a UVA guy? I do know our first two rectors are uh, Mr. Jefferson himself and then James Madison. All right. Normally I ask this question at the end. All right. I'm going to put you on the spot. We can always edit this. President of University of Virginia today. Jim Ryan. Jim Ryan. Yes. Uh, yeah, oh, did Jim you go Ryan. by Jim? I, I have James yeah. Ryan. Yeah, Jim Ryan. Okay, Jim. And by the way, like, see, you know, because mm-hmm. some people like to be called James or some people like to be called Jim. Mm-hmm. All right. So enough of the getting into Virginia because yeah. people that are listening are, God damn, those are some smart ass students. It is hard to get into. And, it, yeah. and it's a beautiful campus uh, to to visit, if, and especially now that they're there's no COVID, but you know, you can go watch and visit the campus today. And you've seen it when it's wide open mm-hmm. and you've seen it when it was closed. So mm-hmm. paint the picture. You land, first of all, what airport are we flying for parents that are out there? Because Virginia is not that easy to get to. Yeah. What airport are we flying into? Uh, you fly from uh, John Wayne or LAX to Atlanta and then into Charlottesville. Into oh. Charlottesville. Which I, way do you go, B? So that must be the John Wayne way. Yeah. Because I go to LAX way, and the LAX way is LAX to Charlotte, North Carolina, and then I from just Charlotte don't deal to with Charlottesville. Charlotte. So you go Delta, you go American. I go American. I yeah. go Delta. See? Oh, that's But hot. I'm also a Delta, 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 so you got to well, do it. Oh, oh she yeah. threw the plug in there, which we'll get into. So... We land at Charlottesville. How far are we Ubering? Or if, if you're a student coming home from break or a parent visiting, are they renting a car? Are they Ubering? What? How do they get to the campus? 17 minutes. Okay. I they usually call an Uber yeah. one time. So Ubers are kind of bad in Charlottesville. Mm-hmm. So I did that might the, just be a COVID thing because yeah. they're getting bad in Newport as well. I, um, they're bad everywhere. Yeah. I did the good old fashioned, knocked on a taxi cab window. And I took a taxi cab. No, you did not. That's yeah. old school. Yep. You just give them cash? Yeah. I didn't have any. Uh, there's no Ubers around. I said Uber, no Ubers available. So I went, yep. Okay. Get it in a yellow cab. So now. <laughs> <laughs> didn't even know That's such a those. me thing to do, but yeah. yeah. So, Where did you find it? It was just parked up front. I was like, oh, let's take, let's take it. He's probably like sleeping. <laughs> like, hey, can you get me to the campus? So now we're on campus. Walk me through if I'm visiting mm-hmm. or I'm a first time student. Let's paint the picture because I want to kind of take us through the, the historical landmarks, mm-hmm. right? From either we can go to the bottom of the hill or to, to the start of whatever part of main campus you want to go to. Paint the picture. Okay. Um, I say start at the rotunda 
Yeah. Yeah. It, people don't even know what the rotunda is. Okay. So, so the rotunda is um, basically if you look up UVA and then go to images on Google, it is the first probably seven pictures you will see. Um, it's. I, I it can was, elaborate on okay, this a little okay, bit. Okay. Go ahead. Uh, yeah. So I took a class, Hidden Histories of UVA. Oh. Um, so the rotunda, most schools at that time, uh, they had the chapel in the center. Um, in the United States and around the world. And then Virginia was the first major university in the world where religion was not at the center of the school because Thomas Jefferson wanted the education religion to be separate. So the Rotunda was a library, which mm -hmm. is the center of the school. And then the chapel is like right next to it, but it's not quite in the center. So basically the main idea behind the Rotunda was Jefferson wanted his university to revolve around academics and not necessarily religion. He valued religion, but... The rotunda was just more of the center of it. Yeah. Um, and I think it was based off the, uh, I don't know if my pronunciation is going to be wrong, but it's like very similar design to the like the Pantheon or how Yeah, you... it's a Pantheon. Yeah. Um, and I learned that the same guy who designed our Capitol building helped Jefferson design mm -hmm. the rotunda and the lawn. But so it's... we start at the rotunda. Right. And the rotunda is very significant for like a number of reasons. We didn't get this because of COVID, but... For I'm gonna say this right, the convocation is that what it is? I don't, I don't. It's like the it's like right when you're a, gonna be a oh, first yeah, like the yeah, day you before. Yeah. Um, you start looking at the rotunda, and when you graduate, you look away from it because Jefferson believes that like you're entering your education at EVA, and then like you're leaving it and like going out to the world the other way. And all along the rotunda is the lawn, and so those are where professors and um, students live. And so the professors on pavilions, students are in like rooms. Um, and actually, when uh, Jim Ryan's the the house for the president was being redone a couple years ago, he lived in one of the pavilions, which was really cool. He's really interested. And when you say the lawn, that's known as the Great Lawn, correct? Uh, uh, just just the lawn. lawn. Yeah. Um, it's but it's maybe it's the Great Lawn, but we. All like students. You guys call it the yeah. lawn then. The lawn. Yeah. Okay, so we go from the rotunda. We're walking through the lawn. You walk through the lawn, yeah. Is that like the main part of campus? It's the original part. It's the original, okay. yeah. Like, it's called, um, I think it's called like Jefferson's Academical okay. Village. The village, yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Um, so it's those are the original buildings from the early 1820s. Um, on the left is, at the very end on the left is actually the Calm School. Yeah, which is, they like added more to it. So it's like you got the rotunda and on the far side there's a statue of Homer. Mm -hmm. um, whatever, big academic. And then, old, and then there's Old Cabell Hall. Yeah, so it's kind of just like a big yeah. quad area. Mm -hmm. And where's the student union? Where's the resident halls in comparison? And maybe some of the big lecture halls. Is it all? Yeah. Um, the biggest lecture hall at all of UVA is on the lawn. It is directly across from the rotunda. So if you start at the rotunda, which is still a library. I mean, you and I have both gone there. To That's where I study. Yep. Um, it's very quiet. Like when you're, is that when the, you're unzipping your backpack. That's where all the tryhards yeah. go. Okay. Yep. When you're unzipping <laughs> your backpack, like you feel like you're disrupting people. That's how really? quiet it is. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Um, so then, yeah, the biggest lecture hall is, um, old Cabell and then behind it is new Cabell, which is like a bunch of like rooms, study rooms, stuff like that. And then if you go to the right, there's the amphitheater, which has a lot of, like, that's also really well known. Either. Yeah. It's kind of, it's an old school. It's kind of like an outdoor auditorium. It's kind yeah. of like the best way I can describe it. Mm -hmm. And they'll, I think they do have concerts and stuff there in normal years, yeah, but there's, I mean, there's like nothing this year. No. Yeah. And then <laughs> um, you keep walking to the right and you come up on McCormick Road. 
Um, so then you turn left on McCormick Road and you get to more of the academic village, which is now like the engineering schools down there, um, the science buildings, like history what and whatnot, other oh, education yeah, Mc- schools there. McCormick's kind of the main road. Yeah, it goes um, all the way through campus, basically. Yeah, and then it's so like the rotunda and the lawns, the original part of campus. Um, well, actually... Sorry, camp. Excuse my language. We grounds. don't say campus what do you for the podcast. I was saying campus, but for UVA students we call it grounds. Mm-hmm. So the original part of grounds um, is up at the top of McCormick or bottom of McCormick Road, and as you keep walking along it, you get to the more newer buildings and then the dorms. Our first years, uh, first year it dorms. is now all. Did you live in the dorms? Correct. Yes. Yeah, we did. It was did, a good time. Mm-hmm. What dorm did you live in? Uh we both lived in Alderman. Alderman. Okay. Um, so. Old dorms, which were actually just renovated a couple years ago, um, those are McCormick Road dorms. We lived in Alderman, which are considered new dorms. Um, I was in Woody House. He was in Watson, Watson Webb. Webb. Yeah. And then There's in traditional huge. years, new dorms are a little bit bigger. And I don't know if they're nicer anymore because they redid not, old yeah. dorms, um, but they used to be much nicer. Um but old dorms, they're a little further from the cafeteria because the cafeteria is by Alderman Road. Well, there's dorms. three. There's three cafeterias. Yeah, but like the main first yeah. year. Um, where do all the freshmen? Where are they all eating? The main first year. Usually, uh, Oh yeah. Which is in the new dorm or Ald- Alderman Road dorms, also called new dorms because they're relatively more new. Mm-hmm. But so the old dorms, which are right on McCormick, are closer to your classes in a normal year. But since this year there wasn't really too many in-person classes, didn't really matter. Um, we li- both lived in new dorms, Alderman Road. And then there's Gooch Dillard, which is sweet style dorms, which is way off the beaten trail. Um, which Make it sounds so <laughs> You don't like when you say off the beaten trail, like it's probably a mile. It's no, probably like, no, no, like four or five minute walk. Yeah. From so, dorms. like, again, okay, that was an right. exaggeration, but that, you're like, okay. <laughs> you're like, you got your own, you're in your own. There's a lot of people that live over there, but yeah. basically the new dorm and the old dorm people mess with the Gooch Dillard people because they like, say they live so far away. Um, but now there's people have found there's a tunnel underneath all of grounds that's a shortcut. Yeah, to people like so hop in the sewer, snowing and like. Cold. Oh yeah, like yeah. What, I forget. But like, have you been there? I haven't. My friends. I've have, stuck my head on there, but I've seen videos. So there's like the old, I think it was the old maintenance stuff that they yeah. had. But basically, I remember my orientation leader. Someone said this or the housing. They said like, oh, people ask them, what where are the best dorms to live in? Like, oh, the best dorms to live in the the dorm you got put into yeah that's what everyone you says have, there's at virginia there's no you don't get to put your rankings of which i was dorm just preference. about to ask you that mm-hmm. because other schools you list the rankings and i was going to try and help the listeners yeah if you get into virginia it is what it is yeah, yeah. the only thing you could put is a roommate preference so like if you meet or someone if you want to live in a residence college yeah but which nobody no does, does that so um <laughs> so psa if you get in what's do a not, resident college i don't even know it's like you you live there for all four years you can uh. but they're kind of based around <laughs> these topics of like one's the sustainability dorm and one's the this dorm and that so like, don't if, put if you're that. for that by all means go do it but like, not many people do that i would advise you not to but if you want to that's your choice yeah so who did you put as a roommate who was your roommate i met one of my now close friends um on instagram mm-hmm. the guy sent me a dm i already said what's up boss first thing he said to me <laughs> you're like i like this guy uh yeah and uh i personally want a room with someone from virginia because then i could kind of like meet some friends from his high school and then exactly. branch out from there okay turns out that my roommate ended up um 
he was like, he was kind of like me where he was trying to just like meet a bunch of new people. So he didn't hang out too much with the friends from his high school. But then two guys I met across the hall, um, I became close with them and I basically hung out first fall semester. I hung out with like a lot of their high school friends. They're from Richmond as well. Um, but yeah, the Instagram and Facebook are your friends when you're looking for roommates. Yeah, same with me. I went through the same exact process. So where's your roommate from? I don't She's from uh, New Jersey, but during she splits time between there and then um, St. Simons in Georgia. Georgia, yeah. yeah. So that's she was basically in Georgia the entire time. She I, was taking classes online. Yeah, and so were you all, but you were living mm-hmm. in the dorms. No, no, she. When I was like when I was meeting her because she during COVID, when COVID happened. Because I got in four days into COVID or something like that. And so she lived in Georgia for like six months. Right. Where um, there was no COVID. Yeah. Yeah. And so then she, I think it was in like New Jersey, like for probably two weeks of summer or something like that. So. And next year, first of all, it was just you and your roommate, you mm-hmm. and your roommate. Not mm-hmm. like a suite, like no. with four, right? No. Okay. No. So next year, you're moving into where? Um, an apartment. We So the way that UVA works typically... Um, is first year dorms, second year apartment, third year either house, apartment, or sorority slash fraternity house, and then fourth year house. And when you say apartment, is that considered a campus apartment, no. university apartment, or just off, go off, off on your own? Yeah, off grounds. And what about you, Brandon? Uh, I'm living in an apartment as well. I, in normal years, my fraternity was like the only house left doing second years live in the house, but that switched this year. I was very happy for that because if I, per, so in starting 2024, um, so in a few years, like the year we're graduating, they're requiring all students to live on. Right now, there's a one-year mandatory requirement of living on grounds at Virginia. Um, in 2024, they're having first and second years live on grounds as a requirement Mm -hmm. and me personally I kind of would have liked to have one more year in dorms because I kind of like living in the same spot with all people your same age the apartment complex I'm living in is gonna be that so I like and I chose that on purpose because I wanted to live around everyone the same age but um yeah you live one year and then me it's kind of weird and you gotta go out on a limb because everyone signs their leases super early I remember I was like one of the last one of my friends to sign a lease and it was middle of October. So I'd only been in school for like six, seven weeks. October for the, you signed it last October for this year. Yeah. Okay. And so like I had only whatever been there. I only met so many people. I was brand new and I was freaking out. Like that's why, that's another reason why I think you should, like I'm happy that they're having second years also live on grounds, but in the future. But, um, so I'm rooming with my current roommate now and then my two buddies from across the hall, which by the end of the semester and year weren't my closest friends, but still like them a lot. But yeah, so I'm living at this apartment complex called Grandmark, which is basically, if I were to describe it, is second year dorms, but with no RAs and it's an apartment. Animal house. Yeah. It's like, it's like a spot to be, it's. It's like you like go on your patio and you'll. It's like it's, it's just fun you, you dorms. Go on, you go on your it's patio with this huge courtyard, and there's like you see just you like, 50 see, like, parties. People, like, like it's across. It's yeah. crazy. It's yeah. really college vibe. And stir, are you just living with your? I'm not living with my old roommate. Um, not for like any particular reason, 
but I'm living with one of my hall mates and then two girls who are a floor above me. Got it. Um, and then my roommate is living with two other girls that are in my um, they were in my dorm, and then someone else who wasn't. I think for us, we just kind of were like, I like just different experiences, like meet different people, live with different people. Um, I think that also like I don't know how much I'm gonna really be in my personal apartment next year just because all my friends are in kind of different places and just mm-hmm. like I just I don't know I'm also not living with anyone from my um sorority, sorority. which and is good it's yeah I'm actually looking forward to it I feel like it'll be like if I need some space or like whatever just like to go back there but a lot of my friends are living with like three or four people in my sorority and so like I feel like I'll be there a decent amount yeah because, I'm I'm in the same boat I'm not yeah. living with anyone in my pledge class which I think is a good thing this is jumping a little ahead but UVA only does a spring rush, so a lot of people you'll have your your you have one group of friends, then you'll have your Greek life, like whatever your fraternity brothers, your sorority sisters, those friends, and I'm living with my other friends, so it's gonna be like you can have you can dip into many different friend groups of Virginia, which is really yeah. nice. They're all communities and what you put into it. Mm-hmm. So let's get into that because some colleges for sororities as well as fraternities they rush, like my daughter at Washington, she rushes. This first week. Yeah. Right. And you live in the sorority house the first year. Yeah. Now, not last year, but she's she's class of 19. So that's University of Washington or other universities. They rush in the fall. Right. So you all and I remember talking to you in January, mm-hmm. you said, no, I'm going back in, in, in the spring and we're going to rush. There are some positives to that. For sure. Because yeah. you did meet your friends in the dorms and we're going to talk about that social scene compared to what you experienced your spring year so let's go into a spring rush what was your take on spring rush and any what did you like what did you not like who wants to go first um for me i well rush was different this year because typically for girls girls come back a week before classes start in january and rush that week with no school nothing we started rush after the first week of classes. So, and on the weekends, it was Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then Friday, Saturday, and then Sunday was big day, like the next week as so well. So nothing Monday through Thursday? No. Got it. But, um, so I think the thing that I disliked most was after I rushed on Sunday, I didn't know which houses I got back until Friday morning, hmm. and which was obviously just a COVID thing, but that, yeah, I did not like that. Um, I think I really appreciate spring rush and obviously there's like pros and cons to both spring and fall rush. That's why institutions have like different ones. Right. Um, but for me personally, I found a lot of value in finding friends first semester because personally, most of my call, I mean, most of my friends first semester aren't in Tridelt. They're in Kappa or Theta, which it's kind of, it's typically Tridelt Kappa Theta, like always together with um like hall lmod z um five side se there's more like i feel like there's more like fraternities and there are like our sorties in that kind of group but um it was really nice to like find and meet a lot of cool new girls that i really got along with and had a lot of in common with through um tridel and then for um being able to meet like my friends, new friends in their sororities as well. I think it's just a great way to meet a lot of people. So it is. That's unique. I've never heard Friday, Saturday, Sunday, then you take off and then you go back the other Friday, Saturday, yeah. Sunday. 
When did they start eliminating, or let me rephrase that, mm -hmm. where you had to pick, let's say you start off, I think there's 15 sororities. So yeah. you start out with 15, 15. you probably narrow it down to 12, 9, um, and we, then go down to 7, 6, 4, to your final two, right? We went 15 for the first two days, because the first two days are round mm -hmm. robin. The next days, the first Sunday was philanthropy, which we went down to 10. And then after that night, we went and chose six. Six for house tours. So the following Friday, you go to yeah, six, six houses. And then then you go to two. Then you go, okay. Yeah. Um, so we actually just voted on how it's going to be for next year. It's going to be no matter what, like five days straight instead of like, or six days straight. And in person. And in person, yeah. But hopefully I'm praying it is before school because those were an extremely draining two weeks because I was just doing all school because I had to also do my homework for that entire like for all the weekend because I was going to be rushing for 12 hours a day. Um, do you so. think being online and Zoom hurt you or did it help you? Hmm. Um, I think in a way it helped in the sense that I wasn't having to run around in the cold from house to house because it like was snowing. Um, and I didn't have to wait outside in line for like 30 minutes because I've heard that that's like not super fun. But I also think that I'm a pretty personable person and sometimes online, not just me, but anyone, like your personality can kind of be a little bit like blurred or diminished in a way mm -hmm. just because you're talking to a screen and not a, like human to human interaction. Right. I think there's a lot about like body language as well. And so I think that that probably hurt. But I mean, for me, I went in, not saying like, oh, I only want to go try it out, but try it out was definitely one of my like top ones. So I, like I didn't, I still had a very good rush experience. So I don't think it like really affected me. And I'm going to ask you one more follow-up and then I'm going to get to uh, Duffy over here. So by time it was your final two, like mm -hmm. you're obviously tri-delta, mm -hmm. delta, delta, delta. Yes. Was that your number one or was that your one of your top two and one picked you, one didn't? Talk to me through who were your top two houses? Yeah, so my all the way from Round Robins, Tridelt was always my number one. Um, I always ranked them number one. I knew that. Um, we also like go on like rush dates. Okay. In the fall, where you get to know girls, like older girls reach out and be like, "Do you want to go to lunch or like dinner or whatever it is?" So you do gain some understanding of the sororities and the people that are in it prior to rush. Um, for me as an out-of-stater, I was like, oh gosh, like, I feel like some girls already have their bids, which obviously like isn't true, but like just when you're going through it, you definitely psych yourself and, out. Yeah. And I'm sure it, it happens because it's all networking. Yeah, and, and it you, is. Now you're probably experiencing people are like, hey, stir, who's this person? Yeah. Oh my God, we got to have her. We got to have her. Yeah. So, right? I mean, for me, it was always tried out. Um, I was very, very happy. My mom was a tried out UVA um legacy i know i know and then i asked him after i was like how much does legacy count for and they're like sorry it doesn't like, it really doesn't count. really count these yeah, days yeah and i was like i mean virginia's also pretty like laid back if you compare it to like an sec school for rush so take that as well like into consideration right but, yeah let's go to you duff so um with me guys i'm sure it's like this at all schools guys rush is a thousand times different yeah. And girls rush. <laughs> um, basically, how it works in Virginia, and I, I think this is the best. Way. I love how Virginia does this, and 
compared to other schools. Um, so in the fall, kind of the guys are like, you're free to do your own thing, meet your own friends, um, do whatever you want. And then we didn't get to have us, but usually what the fraternities do is that the first week, first couple of weeks, they have these big block parties that are basically, it's like open, and this is in the fall. So this is before Rush even starts. They let any guys, um, first year guys, um, obviously they're going to let the girls too, but um, they'll let any of the first year guys but go to any of their parties. And then basically there's a lot of dirty rush going on where they're letting the first year guys see like, all right, like which attorneys do I like? But it's more so for them to say, like, all right, which guys do we like so we can have a good pledge class and keep our fraternity right. going in the right direction. Um, we didn't get to do too much of that open house wise this year it was like a really dirty dirty rush explain i know what a dirty rush is but people that are listening might not (laughs) understand what it um like dirty like are you in white shirts no no. explain what dirty rush is what so a dirty rush is basically where nothing's official but you'll have some guy you've met or some friend of a friend saying hey i'm going to this house you want to come with? Hey, this could be like you got one of your buddies, and he said, "Hey, I got invited to go to this house," and he said, "I can bring a few friends," and you go with them, and then you just go start talking around with random people you never met before in fraternities. Um, but basically, dirty rush is when you're checking out the fraternities, and the fraternities are checking you out, just like a normal rush, but nothing's official, um, and it's kind of just like under the table, like you're just meeting each other, and there's nothing wrong with it. Um, it's just whatever people get to meet each other and in a normal year it's much easier to do that because trainees will just let first years in check it out but this year with covid and the restrictions it was kind of hard um luckily for me i got connected to a guy who's went to cdm who's great above me um got his phone number someone and i remember i just texted him i was kind of nervous to do this was the first week and i was like all right time to go and thank I just, god you did that yeah i just texted him when i was saying like hey um i'm finally in town you got anything like let's meet up. I want to get to know you and check out the scene here. Like show me around. And he showed me around and then eventually like way down the road, I ended up actually joining that same fraternity. But so in the fall, you'll meet all your friends. Um, and then for us with spring rush, I don't know if the guys come out early because I don't really know how Virginia works. Um, but this year was weird. Um, where, First of all, it's like the first weekend back, Rush hadn't started yet. So it was kind of like the one last dirty Rush thing where you're getting texts from guys saying like, hey, come to this, like, let's hang out or whatever. You go to wherever. And then once Rush finally started, how it worked is that there's the first night was open house, which was a Thursday night or something. And in normal years, that means you could just like literally all the doors are open to the houses and you could walk in and write your name down on the list and talk to people. This time it was all virtual. And then after open house night, you can get invited back to like be invited to a fraternity's first round. And then after that second round, third round. And then there's, um, the, I think it's like final hours. Mm -hmm. Um, and then bid night. But so basically it got a little different with me because I actually tested positive in the first day of testing. (laughs) So I went to open house. And you didn't tell anybody. Uh, no, no, no. I got sent away to the gulag. I got sent to the isolation <laughs> dorms. Um, so I missed all of Rush except for um, third round and final hours. 
luckily I had done enough dirty rush to, to where so people knew you. Yeah, to, and I like had been texting these guys saying, "Hey, I got COVID. had very bad luck, and I'm stuck in a dorm right now, and I can't go to anything. But like, I'd love to meet up sometime before um." You were selling yourself. Oh, yeah. Of course. No, you is- asked my base. I was so okay. nervous to text these guys, but they have no shame because these guys are also looking for cool people too. Yes. And they'll like, they'll see like, all right, if I got some guy that's being honest, like, hey, like had a good time the other night. Like I want to, whatever, let's like, get what a drink or something. What fraternity did you ultimately get into? I went to St. Anthony's Hall, which is not big on a national scale, but has been very big at Virginia for a long time. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so at Virginia, they go by the hall, but- the other big chapters at UPenn, and they go by St. A's. And then there's another chapter at Ole Miss. I'm not sure what they go by. But then all of our other chapters in the Ivy we only have like eight or nine chapters in the other ones in the Ivy Leagues. They're kind of not really fraternities anymore. They're kind of more of clubs. So it's St. Anthony Hall's. St. Anthony's Hall. St. Yeah. Anthony's Hall. How many members? I think... After my pledge class, I think we're at 67 right now. And in your pledge class, what? 19. 19. That's a great number, by the way. Yeah, Mm -hmm. Virginia, anywhere from like 15 to like 23 would be like a lot. We're not, there's, the pledge classes are a little smaller, Virginia. And then there's Mm -hmm. some that occasionally have like 30 kids, but most of them, if they're doing that, they're kind of rebuilding because they're, they like don't have enough people paying dues. And by the way, for those that are listening that want to be in a fraternity or sorority, UVA, their enrollment undergrad, 16,000. So in comparison, that's right around the ratio as yeah. some of these SEC schools, bigger schools where the pledge class, like my daughter at Washington was 30-something, 30 35. Wisconsin is like 60. Julie goes, I don't even know half of them. The girls' yeah. pledge classes are very big in Virginia compared to guys. How, Stir, how, yeah. how many are in your pledge class? At 48. 48. So 48. And St. Anthony's Hall is 19. 19. Yeah. Anyone else from California um, in your pledge class? No. A lot of, lot of um, Richmond kids, a few people from Virginia Beach, which is not technically Nova, but kind of that same vibe. And then just kind of disperse along the East. And are there certain fraternities and sororities where it's East Coast kids, California kids? Where mm. maybe like the California more people are in this. Yeah. So for us, sorority wise, uh, Kappa is Southern. Okay. Theta is Northern and Tridel is kind of all over slash international. Interesting. Yeah. So I have six California girls in my PC. Yeah. Hmm. Which is considering there's 48 of Absolutely. us. Absolutely. Like, that's a decent yeah. number. Um, for guys, I would say... Halls, they and SAE are more the southern ish ones. What do you say? Yeah, maybe yeah. KA. Okay, yeah, but I'm like with the yeah. crowd that we like. And then, yeah, I my Z- fraternity pulls a lot from Richmond. Yeah. And then, kind of like from there, it gets dispersed. And I know Phi Psi, which is another fraternity there, um, they're really big into the Nova crowd. For people who don't know what Nova is, thank you, Nova. Like northern Virginia. Nova is like a term used a lot where it's not Villanova, by the way. Yeah, no. <laughs> similar to Southern California, but a little more specific than Southern California. Nova is kind of DC area, mm-hmm. and then the suburbs, and like I don't know, I'd say, well, I think Fairfax County is right next to DC, so yeah. it's kind of that area, mm-hmm. right? Like okay. McLean, Northern Virginia, not 
not like Blacksburg. No, no that's no, Southwest no, no. Virginia. Okay. Yeah, that's way different. And then Deke is northeast. northern, north. Yeah, northeast. My grandfather. So was you're a Deke you're kid. learning. Yeah, and then um, Elmo is international crowd as well. Yeah, girls probably know better. <laughs> with like where people are from like i didn't know any i was asking girls like hey like what do you think about this fraternity and that fraternity when i was going through rush okay i was like i was get, trying to get some intel like you gotta you gotta ask you questions gotta, yeah and a lot of times I'm girls will know do. if you like hear from a girl's perspective too yes then it helps yeah so and don't be biased here if i'm listening if i said well i think i know from listening but if i said top three sororities yep. are uh, Tridel Kappa Theta. Why did you put yours first? Oh no, I just no like no. We can just say let let's go in um let's go in alphabetical order. There you go. Okay, yeah. But those are the three. Yeah. And they're nationally well known. Julie is a Kappa, and then yeah. Sophia is a Theta, and yeah. Tridelta. Now fraternities. I'm gonna see if he mentions his my old fraternity because they're East Coast fraternity. What are the what are the top three fraternities? I don't say we really have a top three. It's more of like. What houses do I want to be part of? I mean, be part of wherever you like. I like, because I have some friends that aren't necessarily in this list. Okay, stop. A one. But I'll, I'll say get, it. I'll say it. I'll say it. Yeah. I'll say it. So Hall, yeah. Deke, Zate, which is Zeta Psi, Elmo, Elmo yeah. which okay. is St. Elmo's Hall. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of random names in Virginia that you haven't really heard. Mm -hmm. Right. Then, well, and the reason why it's going to Sterling, because as a female perspective, <laughs> she could be like, oh, here's this fraternities that we want to hang out with. Mm -hmm. Right. Okay, wait. Is Sig Ep a big fraternity out there? Because they were founded at University know. of Richmond. And it's a big time. I don't East know Coast if they school. have a I think chapter. They do. do they have a chapter in Virginia? We have like this is 30 something fraternities. Yes. And this so. is interesting. There's a lot of fraternities, yeah. yeah. Because I've never, as as many colleges and kids and parents and so association I'm with, I've never even heard of these names. It's very educational. Yeah. So if you were giving advice to a high school senior that's a female or a high school senior that's a male that wants to rush, what would it be? Um, well, my biggest advice in the fall would be to... Uh, don't be afraid just to go up and introduce yourself to random people. It's very awkward, but you kind of think there's this weird power complex like, oh, this older guy doesn't want to talk to me. But in reality, they do want to talk to you because they're trying to get a good pledge class. So my biggest advice is just don't be afraid to go up and say, hey, my name's Brendan. I'm from wherever. And just start talking to them because that's a lot of times how you'll get your name out there. You won't get your name out there by just being there. You got to actually make, make a little, uh, impression on somebody. Mm -hmm. Stir. Um, I think that for me, for people who want to rush, especially second semester, it's really important. This sounds really, um, like say it colloquial, but just be yourself <laughs> honestly. And then like, don't step on older girls toes. That's like the biggest thing. Um, I know girls who got axed, like, like axed because they like. What do they do? They yeah, what do they do? They, I don't know. They like hooked up with like an older girl's boyfriend. Oh. Yeah, that's a no no. Or an ex, <laughs> and you just get cut. So. Um, Did you hear that? Don't hook up with yeah, somebody. Don't yeah. hook up with older people. <laughs> that no, I had. 
probably 20 older girls say the biggest advice I can give you is just do not hook up with older guys and I was like that's the first thing you're gonna say to me and it yeah that is like the first thing you're gonna say because even if the girls doesn't even know you there girls they're just gonna put a target on your back then and be like I don't like her um but when you're actually in the rush process you just you gotta really turn it on for if you're a girl like I not to the point that you're not being authentic to who you genuinely are because at that point you're just not going to end up in the right place but you you got to be excited everywhere you go because you want to give each place a fair shot and equal opportunity for both them and you to get to learn like know each other so yeah are any of you in uh, responsibility roles like uh membership chair or we i don't have that opportunity until this year to be like okay elected that, that's how i was too because we got whatever i was initiated for maybe a week and then i went home yeah. so all right <laughs> so one or two questions if i'm a pledge mm -hmm. right or vice versa what are the one two questions that always <laughs> people were asking let's just go through the role play of rush right now okay so Pretend I'm rushing. Hi. Hi. How are you today? I'm good. How good. are you? I'm doing really well. Thank you for being here. So We're so fake. excited to have you. Yeah, bullshit. Um, and you know, the classic question I get, and if you came to Virginia, you would get this too. Oh, so I see you're from Southern California. What made you choose Virginia? Like that is like, and why <laughs> from California? And I'd be like, why not USC? Why not UCLA? Why not Cal? Like, um, like why? Like they're just like, they think Virginia is kind of random. Um. So I think that was, I had to explain, I nailed it. Like I had memorized my answer all the way through Rush. 20 second elevator pitch, right? Right. That's that's essentially what it is. So um, let me hear your pitch. So mine was, I not only did both my parents come here, so I had a good introduction to school from a young age, but I really wanted um, a good balance between social life, academics, and good sports slash school spirit. And UVA is like the quintessential. Perfect combo. Yeah, it is. And it's. I think that every single person, the way to describe it, just in a nutshell, it is, is that it is work hard, play hard. Just those work, are the best like, schools. Yeah, just, yeah. It is, and I thrive in that environment, and I know that about myself. And so, I not only did it have like the family history, um, and I was comfortable with the area, but I just knew that I would thrive in an environment like it, and so that's why I chose it. So, Brendan, you are rushing <laughs> spring. Um, I got that question a lot. I turned a lot to like my history and stuff, but also a lot of another question I got like, oh, you're from Newport, you surf? <laughs> and the first, like, even if you no, don't, they, they you gotta say, say Hi, yeah. you're from Cali? Like, no, I'm from California. You surf, yeah. And then, so you just gotta, you gotta play that card. Even if you don't surf, play <laughs> that card. Fake it till you make it. Yep. Johnny yep. Newport. Um, so, <laughs> I, uh, I'm not the best surfer, but I can surf, so yes, I surf. Um, you weren't lying. <laughs> yeah. Um, just twisting the You trick. get that, and then, I don't know. Girls, they got like questions planned out. Whereas I'd say as a guy, you're never going to get some weird trick question of like, how are you going to impact our community? It's more of like, you're just kind of talking to someone and it's kind of, to be honest, it's up to the pledge talking. If you want to get to know more about the fraternity, if you're like, hey, do a lot of people here try to get into the comm school? If you're looking for mm -hmm. someone like really academic, you got to ask kind of, if you ask someone like, "Oh, do you guys value academics?" Like, I mean, they're gonna say, "Yeah." Yeah. What are so you, you kind of have to, you kind of have to ask uh, a little more. You have to ask secondary questions where you can get an under 
feeling vibe of like, do they actually care about Mm -hmm. if you're looking for someone that cares about academics or if you're looking for something like that, it's kind of more, you kind of just talk back and forth about the classic sports. So with this fly, let's say I'm a pledge. So, uh, Brendan, can you talk to me about like the party scene or like, let's talk about drinking. You Uh, would, I don't think that would not go well for you. They would, (laughs) they would be like, oh gosh, that's just a given. Yeah. You don't want to. You don't want to. Thank you. Come in there and be like, "Oh, I'm a big partier." Like they're not gonna. If that will hurt you, if yeah. anything. There you go. So yeah. don't ask those questions. So well, let's go. Actually, ahead. sorry. I just remembered. I got the best piece of advice when I was rushing, um, and I think that this would apply to anyone, not just UVA, but just anyone rushing anywhere. And this was during house tours, and I asked someone, and I was like. So how did you know that you, this is like your triad, I said, how did you know that you wanted to be a triad? This was a girl from the Bay Area. And she goes, I got this advice from a girl above me during house tours as well. And I was like, oh, this is funny. And it was, you need to walk into a place, like when you walk in, where's the place that you just immediately like relax and you can breathe? You don't feel like you need to be someone that you're not. You don't feel like you need to put on a face or put on a show. Mm -hmm. You can just be you and you know that, that's like all like that's all that everyone wants you to be and that everyone's just there to get to know each other have a good time and just like have fun that's basically all I would say the EVA is not just about like reputation and looks and like I think like some of the stereotypical like like people like think about like Alabama like there's a lot of pressure on stuff like that right and with EVA it's more so just like no like let's go have a good time together like let's go have fun so let's talk great transition Mm -hmm. okay because i mean i always tell people you're in college yes work hard play hard academics but let's have some fun yeah like there are some good ass party schools out there like Mm -hmm. i mean we talked about it in january so let's talk about virginia i mean we can go anywhere from start at game day because i know you guys had football games and i saw people in the crowds Mm -hmm. or even john paul arena john paul jones yeah basketball did you guys get to experience that any tailgating, any fake tailgating? Me no. personally, I had nothing like that. Yeah. The entire, especially at the beginning of the school year, they didn't allow any students in. And right by our dorms, you can see in, you can like actually see the players on the mm-hmm. grass. The okay. But they put up black tarps. Cause yeah. they didn't want no. people congregating yeah. around the fences. So to be honest, during football season, like especially the first few weeks, uh, and like this was before, like you really knew anyone in the Greek scene. The people in the Greek scene couldn't do anything because I think the the outdoor limit was still like six people or something really absurd like right. that. So you you kind of just post up in your dorm. Like it's kind of sad, but to be honest, it's like you just no, you the RAs, the, you, yeah, bars. You, you could go to bars and stuff, but the RAs actually really didn't. They were a little less strict on classic rules with um with drinks and stuff because they didn't they wanted you to. They honestly would have rather had you stay in the dorms than go out. So they were more relaxed. Yeah, but it was kind of more like you just hang your dorms and maybe walk to the corner. And the corner is the street right across from Rotunda where all the bars are and stuff. So yeah. what was the best dorm party, if you could remember? I didn't go to any dorm. No, I didn't ever have to a dorm I party. I never like went to a specific party, but we'd always just like... I had my, my few guys I knew from my hall. We'd hang out in their room and then we deconstructed their beds that were on the sides and like made into a stepbrothers type bunk bed, which I'm not sure the safety on that. <laughs> and then they bought a couch off Craigslist and we 
it's basically they had like a couch in the room. We just like hang out there, like ten dudes, fifteen dudes, and there's a couch in there. So it wasn't like a party, but it was kind of more of a we just we we made some space for some uh, extra activities, and it was fun. So you said you go to bars. Last time I checked, most freshmen aren't twenty one. So obviously, <laughs> we're talking is UVA. Some colleges are very relaxed with fake IDs. Are either college students know where fake IDs are? Talk to me about Charlottesville. Is it easy to get in to bars? Uh, it's very easy like, to get in, Brendan's unless there's yes. capacity. Capacity okay. limits, like oh yeah, if you are if it, no, not even that, but like for instance, coops. Sh- if they were like shoulder to shoulder, they wouldn't like let people in just because they were like no, because there would be people that would, like come by and try to take photos. And yeah, then the school and, wouldn't really do anything. Right. But COVID yeah. definitely made things. There's a lot of all this. It was kind of there's a divide between the students. There's half the students that were really adamant on we need to follow the rules, whatever social distance. And then there's the other half of the students like, all right, we've all been locked up for a year. We're over it. Let's go. And so, <laughs> what happened was the the people who owned the bars were caught in the crossfire between the town and then like the kids at the school because they want basically. UVA funds the whole town in Charlottesville. There's not really much going else going on. Well, there's a lot of there's a lot of money outside. Well, of it. Like there's like like that part of town. It's like all oh, whatever, just a classic, you know, yeah. like college bars. Right. And that's how they get their money. Um, is off the students, and so it was weird because you could go in, but then they would like some guy would be keeping track or some bouncer to keep track of how many people in there. And then once they hit that limit, you had to wait until someone left to go in. Yeah. So to be honest, a lot of times I didn't even really. You just, if you didn't get, the girls would get there at like six. Yeah. Six o'clock? I'm talking like it's light outside. Oh yeah. Yeah. And so the guy, a lot of times the guys just wouldn't go. So like, we can't get, it's, it's, <laughs> it's already at, or they're already at capacity at 6.30 PM. Yeah. Like, because of Sterling and all her friends. Mm-hmm. What yeah. places, you said Coop. So what are the top, first I'm going to say, what are the top bars in Charlottesville? Um, Coop's, Boylan, Trin, Built. Yeah. Those are the ones I'd say. Yeah. So those four, are they all college students? Yeah. Yes. Everything on that, corner. on the corner, which is, it's not really a corner, it's a street, but it's a flat street, but everything on the corner is all college students. And these bars, are they all, ex- like, do you know, are, is it mainly just freshmen, sophomore freshmen, or then they're really legit juniors and seniors that are 21 and they don't want to hang out with any freshmen. It was anymore. hard this year to tell. I think maybe in the past rounds, but this year it was... No, I would say first semester is definitely... Because we rushed second semester, first semester, it's like very first year populated on um, the bars are. And maybe like fourth year too, because I feel like at that point, the fourth year is yeah. just kind of over... Like the, as much like going to a fraternity party four nights a week. Like they would rather be at a bar like once right. and stuff like that. Um, but also like fourth year and this, we did this a lot too. Like just going to dinner and drinks on the downtown mall. Like I would usually do that and then go out after. Cause Charlottesville, the campus is right near downtown. It's only a mile away. Yeah. Right. You can walk. All right. So let's do some rapid fire here. Marshall and Mariah are in town. Where yeah. are they taking you to dinner? So we will first go to um, uh, the Cork Hotel for oh. drinks on the rooftop. Okay, which is gorgeous. Um, yeah, and then after that, we will head to the downtown Sounds mall, bougie. and then we'll either go to 
I don't know, like there's there's ten, which is really good, like sushi um, and Japanese food, great cocktails as well. Um, or we'll go Cork is great food. Public fish and oyster is great. Um, we'll go to Bibachi. But these are places you're not going to with your friends. Oh no, I would go with my friends too. Okay. I would not. Because okay. I'm a cheap guy. See, she, oh, the girls are high rollers. That's right. You're guys bougie. Don't, guys don't go to the same. Guys don't dress up and go to these nice places. So this is definitely from a girl's perspective. All right. See, that's why we have this podcast. All right. So Brandon, Duffy, by your, when your parents are in town, how many times do they come in town? They've, they actually came in. They dropped me off. And then that was the only time this year. They already got their, their trip. Bye. So I wasn't like stirring where my parents were coming to town. Um, but if they did come to town, my dad kind of like likes to see the action, you know, kind of like a little old school, like yeah. live it up in glory days. So if I were there, I'd take him right to the Virginian. I mean, we're right on the corner outside. You see the, tr you got to go kind of early though. Later it'd be too much of a ruckus, but that that's where the fourth year bar is. That's yeah. okay. Graduate um, actually. Yeah. But, uh, so you'd sit outside and you're like kind of pretty much on the sidewalk. There's tables on these sidewalks, there's people walking by and it's, it's, well, it's not like really cheap food, but it's not really expensive food. It's kind of your classic. If you want to get a burger, you get a burger. You can get a steak. They've got an assortment of stuff. If you want to get, you're not going to get nice cocktails, whatever. You get a beer. Just a beer. Draft. Just yeah, like a normal college like, beer. Yeah. Paps, Blue some, Ribbon. Yeah, something like that. And then, um, yeah, I mean, I'd probably, I'm sure my dad would want to go to the bars after. My mom would probably want to check it out too. So I wouldn't really be going to the, some and this is not on the downtown mall. The downtown mall is where all the nice restaurants are. And okay. the, kind of the more old um, school. I want to visit, like the, get the whole feel and atmosphere. Is if you want, yeah, you, you got to stay like on the corner, like the Virginian or some other spots. You want Trend. to get the, you want to get like the whole, like, got it. This is UVA. That's that. And then, um, what's the best burger in town? Mm, Citizen burger. Citizen burger is good. And then I don't know. I mean, you got like, you got kind of more not as nice places. Like, if you want good fast food, there's cookout nearby. Yeah. If I want, well, actually, this is there's a Waffle House no, nearby the, if you're into uh, breakfast. Late night. Um, yeah, late oh, night. White, spot, white, white spot. White spot. Yeah, white, white, white spot, spot is. Like, it's on the corner. It's but. on the corner. It my that was my parents' late night spot when they went there. Um, white spot is known for its infamous Gus, Gus burger. burger. Yeah. Yep. So the Gus burger is just. A regular burger with a fried egg on top. Oh, that it's sounds excellent. greasy and dirty. And yeah. like late night munchies. They oh, do, yeah, like 3 a.m. Uh, they put some extra spices on it after uh -huh. 2 a.m. And it just tastes that much better. Yeah. So That's White Spot, it's not a good burger if it's at 5 p.m., but it's an excellent burger if it's at 2.30 in the morning. Oh, for sure. Yes. That is, you just crave it. <laughs> like you it. think that that could like go, like someone went to culinary school for and that then burger. Yeah. Another big snack spot. Um Sadly, R.I.P. But we have this place called Sheets. Um, Sheets is really, which big. is like a gas station yeah, place. Like, it's like but it's not a gas. Like, we have, and a, you can get food there. Yeah, yeah. we had the one. Of, I've heard other students talk about. Yeah, yeah. places we've like had, this. We're like it was one of three Sheets that wasn't like it didn't have a gas station attached to it. It was just basically like a gas station convenience store, but just that, no gas station. Um, but you could get like Philly cheesesteaks. I personally would always get the app sampler, which is the appetizer sampler. You get to choose three, so I would get the mozzarella sticks, 
the Wisconsin cheese bites. And um, I think they're called the chicken, cheese curds, but they yeah. call them cheese bites out yeah, there. Yeah, and then the chicken tenders. So you get like those three. And then I think like. I'm assuming this is late night munchies yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. So this yeah. is late night good food. And you like order on a screen and then you wait inside the store and there's tons of other students in there waiting because they're open 24 hours a day. Um, so it was kind of a fun spot where you order your food and then you kind of just screw around with random people in there at really late just at night. Strong can say hi. Yeah. Okay, so I was a big Christians though. Girl. Christians is pizza, yeah. Yeah. As we turn into breakfast, like hungover, where are we going to get food? Bodo's bagels. Yeah, that's the big bagel spot. I mean, I usually would just hit the dining hall, but Bodo's bagels is um good. It's kind of like Shirley's bagels if you're from around Newport, Costa Mesa. Yeah. But I, I think it's better. Now, is the dining hall food, was it any good? It's horrible. We're actually notorious <laughs> for be, having like some of the worst food. Um, oh my gosh, I have it ranked. Okay, party school is A plus by niche. Okay, Thank so you. people that go off of rankings, and rankings don't mean jack shit, but food, gotta see. Yeah, no, oh, food's yeah. not good. I ate at the dining hall three times. I've, All year. I kind of ate at the dining hall because uh, I'm a cheapskate, so I would like eat there. I also, like I'm my type of guy. <laughs> also, uh, if you're a big coffee drinker, you get unlimited. As a first year, you get unlimited swipes, so you can get yeah. like as much coffee or yogurt and granola is excellent. Um, the food's not excellent other than that, but sometimes, I mean, you're a college kid, you don't got much of an option, so. Well, I, my personal choice to not eat the dining hall wasn't just because the food is bad, but I have like dietary, a lot of dietary restrictions and issues, and I got sick the couple times I ate there, like, and so then I just called my mom. We tried to get like money back and they like wouldn't let me. And so my mom was like, okay, like there's, there's a lot of really healthy options on the corner. And then also just like, um, using like swipes, um, around grounds as well. So that's what I did. What, what's the best place if I'm on campus? Usually I like to always go into student union. What's the best place to eat? You're walking from, well, you didn't walk from class to class, mm -hmm. but if you're eating on campus, um, I would say either juice laundry when you're feeling like healthy. And then probably like West Range Cafe, which is on the range, oh, yeah. which is like oh, right next to the lawn. Yeah. you So you get two meal swipes a day. You can swipe into the dining hall as much as you can, but they also have these restaurants on grounds that are, they're university owned, but they're not, let's say, I don't know. Like, Chick-fil-A. Yeah. They're not, they're not actual restaurants. They're kind of just their own thing. I like this place called The Castle because- it was a little healthier than having fried chicken or something. And um, you like it was kind of a cool spot where you eat outside. A lot of guys, a lot of girls hanging out. Fun time to see everyone. So I like the castle a lot. And then other than that, I'd use some of my flex dollars at Chick-fil-A. There's a Chick-fil-A there, but you do have to use actual real money at that place. And then, I don't know, the dining hall. Sometimes you just got to work with what you're dealt it's not, it's not the best, but... <laughs> All right, and you guys don't have to get into specific numbers as we're wrapping up. We're talking about food here. Everybody, obviously, you hear this a lot. The freshmen, 15, 20, 25, 30. Mm -hmm. Did you not only... Did you see it with yourself and your friends? Um. And you didn't give a shit? I... None of my friends, no. Like, everyone there is pretty small. But for myself, first semester... Probably worked out three times. So I don't think that I, I don't think like I didn't gain any weight. I felt disgusting though. <laughs> so that was that. And then second semester, I think I like 
lost the freshman five to ten just because I was working out every day. So. Yeah, so I definitely put on some some freshman, probably a tenner, maybe a fifteener. <laughs> Um, cause I didn't work out too much and then I came home and I, my brother's like, Oh damn, dude, you're looking a little chubby. And I looked in the mirror. I'm like, damn, I got to kind of go it. <laughs> so then, uh, so then I, where I worked out, got back into shape. And then, um, second semester, I worked out once or twice in beginning of February. And then during pledging, I had no time at all. So I didn't really ever work out. And I actually got, I got skinnier cause I was like kind of stressing all the time. But I, uh, my, if your fall semester, you do. It's the uh, the Gus, the Gus Burgers and the Sheets will catch up to you. And the Christians. Yeah. It, Why are you not a big fan of Christians? No, I am. Oh, I just okay. I just want to go there. It's all the time. late night yeah. after, like I tell my kids, yeah. you're eating there like after ten, and it's not going to help when you have alcohol too. It just it needs to go somewhere, and it, yeah. like usually you're sleeping. When, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, the the freshman fifteen builds character. So you got. But like also that. we yeah, most of us walk <laughs> home from the corner. Oh and yeah, then, you you put on mileage when you're yeah. walking. <laughs> yeah. Because the 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 dorms I'd say probably are about a mile a mile from the corner, yeah. and it's it's fun. I like it because you're walking with everyone, yeah. talking, and on the I way got back, really into you're running. Walking. Second semester, but you're um you will walk a lot. Yeah. Is the weather that bad? No. I think February was the weather was like it was really um, gray, cloudy, and it snowed a lot. So it was, I didn't like that month. Yeah. But yeah. I'd say mid September through November excellent weather and then April um or end of March and April was some of the best weather fall and spring ever. it for was just sure. sunny and, and you get to high experience 60s the seasons every day yeah. yeah yeah it's awesome you get, I never experienced seasons like that you get to see everything turn orange yeah, and brown I was in the fall asked, it's so pretty um, if i had ever seen snow before which was an interesting question that's <laughs> yeah, not a lot you, good yeah. place i'm a big christmas guy so i was it wasn't Christmas yet, but during like Thanksgiving, it was getting colder. Definitely blasting some Christmas music in the dorm showers. Let some other people hear it. Spread the yeah, holiday cheer. Exactly. All right. As you head into your sophomore year, how fired up? I, do you even know who you're playing? Because I do. Mm-hmm. If I said November 13th, do you all? November 13th. That's a Saturday, by the way. Yeah, that's the one before tech. Yes. Still going to help us out. No, no, I'm trying to think. Where did you get rejected? Oh, Notre Dame. Then my brother might be coming down after playing Notre that's Dame. That's a huge game at Charlottesville. And then obviously Labor Day weekend. Because that's going to be the first game that you guys really yeah. get to go off. Yeah. Right? I think I think next fall is probably some of the best months of my life. Yeah. No. I've, so I've, he's I'm not, fired up. I'm not going to lie. The Tell us. Online classes. Mm-hmm. Like the government has no idea the toll that takes on kids and the mental health because it's just like you like not having a schedule or like not having to wake up and take a shower and you go see people just and restrict like having to talk someone with a mask over your mouth and stuff just just like kills kids it's horrible and i'm excited we're we're lucky because i know california schools have not done this yet but virginia said i mean this whatever you take it how you want, but you have to be vaccinated by I think like July first or like something like that. You have to be vaccinated by a certain time, and then no, starting July first, you have to be fully. vaccinated. Oh yeah, starting July first, you have to be fully vaccinated before you can be on grounds. But they already said full capacity in the classrooms, no, no social masks. distancing, no masks, stadium full capacity, no masks. Yeah, just like yeah. no, no, 
Thank you. Capacity rules, yeah. So we're all, we're all ready to go. Finally. Thank God. Get yeah. fired up. They offered the vaccine before we to every single student before we left too. Yeah. Um, I didn't get it, but. <laughs> so last words, if someone's actually listening to this podcast at this, I mean, you get, this is great. You yeah. guys are giving, this is great information. I mean, this is what people need to listen to. What would you tell advice to that tiger parent mm. about this entire process as their kid goes through it? This is a really good question for me. Because I feel like I was a little bit of a tiger parent myself. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think that learning to give yourself some grace mm. through this entire process is um, like fundamentally one of the most important things just because I did the opposite and it was an extremely negative and toxic mindset but also learning that everything like works out for a reason which sounds so cliche but it really has a lot of truth behind it because I learned so much like about myself and um about like just learning to like trust everything through that and I think it's just, yeah, just learning to give yourself some grace because, I mean, pressure, yes, it's great and it like pushes you. And I, I would say this is my b- biggest takeaway is don't push them to the point where they're just going to break down because there, there comes a breaking point for each kid. But honestly, just encourage them to reach their full potential because that's the best that anyone can do. And just just encourage them to do the best they can do and to just put their entire effort into everything um, and just have some faith in what's going to come out of it. So, yeah. What would be your advice? Uh, my advice is whatever you think is going to happen with college admissions, not going to. Yeah. Um, not at all, which you can predict some other stuff in life, college admissions, you can't at all. And then really, I mean, it doesn't really end up where you go. It's just as long as you make the most of it once you get there. Um, but I don't know. It's just once you get into this, you got, you, well, first of all, I would cast a wide net, apply to as many schools as possible. Cause then once you get in, you got more schools to check out. And then once you, uh, once you make your choice, just wherever you end up, you'll be fine. To be honest, if you, do, if you really don't like it, you can transfer. So it's not like it's the end of the world. I think most people, once they're there for a year, mm-hmm. you'll be homesick at first if you're going out of state. But yeah, I was even thinking about maybe transferring out for my first semester first semester but then I was like you know what I've made a lot of new friends don't really want to do that again and that's how most people are so wherever you end up you'll be fine yeah Probably first be semester tough at first, but first semester is inevitably gonna be tough because you're you're moving away from home for most likely the first time you're living on your own and you're starting college which is a completely different social scene academic scene whatnot like everything else and Everyone struggles with it. Like, I don't, I haven't heard one person that was like, oh yeah, like it was flawless. My first semester was flawless. I never got homesick, never this, never that. You're going to struggle, but just know that everyone does too. Um, But there's so much opportunity um, as time goes on. And I think it's all about just really like riding that wave because there comes a point, and I remember feeling it like second semester where you're like, wow, like this place, this is my happy place. And like, even if it's not the school that you initially go to, there's no shame at all in transferring. Um, yeah. Whatsoever. When you're younger, you feel like, oh, like he, tra- like 
I would never transfer. That's weird to transfer. No one cares. Like, if no you like, really want to leave, yeah. one of my best friends it doesn't is a really matter if you yeah. transfer. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I just think that you gotta you gotta find what makes you happy at right. that school. And we said we're gonna talk about things that you did not like. So let's end on what we notice. didn't like. Yeah. I, I just thought about that because you said not everything's going to go perfect. People need to hear, like, what did you not like? Mm-hmm. Um, let's see here. The food for me. Um, the food sucks. I got a C rating, yeah, by the way. Yeah. The, but they just the, told you great places to go. Great. There's, oh my gosh, the food in Charlottesville, like in the surrounding area, incredible. Good. So many, like, so many diverse different places to go to as well. Like, I'm, I'm so excited for car too. Just go everywhere. Um, what else did I not like? Um, it's hard because I don't know if it's just COVID stuff. One thing that is hard is I would say, so your lecture classes are about like 500 kids. But then one thing that UVA does is that if it's over 35 kids, they require there to be a discussion section for the most part. And so um, then you have a discussion section of like 20 people. And that really gives you like interaction with your yes. TA and just a lot of, time to go in depth with the material and like get a lot of like first hand um help but um what did i not like i'm trying to think uh one thing i can pitch it while strong's thinking yeah. one thing that was a little hard at first and this just my this is at every school but one thing i had a little trouble with was i was friends with a few guys fall semester some of my original friends that about like 40 of their friends came out from high school mm-hmm. and from their same school. Um, and it was good that I would met them and so I could hang out with their friends. Right. But one thing that every student's going to have to deal with, and this kind of killed me at the start after having such a close group of friends in high school, is that you're like, you kind of get there and you're hanging out with them, but then like you're not, they're still friends and they're already friends, but you're not close with them yet. So it's a little hard where like, Try to make a good impression for the first time in a while. Because in high school, you kind of already know each other. And then you kind of start thinking like, oh, gosh, like, did I make a good impression? <laughs> you kind of start to get in your head, you know? And because a lot of people already know each other. But that's just any time you go out of state, you kind of have to deal with that. But mm-hmm. it was a little tough at first. But I don't think that's really necessarily a Virginia and specific thing. No, one thing I... Yeah. One thing I didn't like, though, was how early we had to sign our housing for our yeah, second year. I didn't like that. And either. I will say... I'll just be objective about I think that is crazy that first years are pressured, mm-hmm. freshmen are pressured into signing their housing contract the first for their sophomore year after only being at school for whatever, right. four, five, six, seven weeks. And there's you don't have to sign it right away, but then you won't get as good as an apartment complex because they run out. So that's just something you have to deal with. And I mean, it worked out fine with me because I like the guys I'm rooting with next year, but it definitely that puts a lot of that put a lot of stress and pressure on me. Um, one thing for me that I also this like I can't change this, but like seasonal weather, like that month of February, it was a, like <laughs> but a, abnormally cold. In jet we're, we're minus spoke, we're thirty. In no, no, we're, we're spoke in California. It's great I went, weather. Julie had minus yeah. thirty, and yeah. she was walking out. I'm like, what are you doing? She goes, Oh, yeah. we just get used to it. Yeah. So what's the <laughs> coldest it got? Not 10, that cold. It, I'd say like 20. for a span of two weeks, February, it just hung in the mid to high 20s. Yeah. But oh, raining, raining or snowing a okay. lot. And for me, it was just hard because of COVID because 
you have no motive. You don't, it's not like you need to go to class because you just do it in your room. So you end up just staying in your room and you like leave maybe once. So I just got in like a really bad, like unmotivated cycle during that month, which was hard. But oh, was that the weekend when I was at your dad's house and you flew home? Oh, yeah, because we went on lockdown. <laughs> I did fly home. But no, but that was because we, yes, this is also a flaw that UVA had. They sent us into lockdown after Boys Rush and after hey, midday. Hey, no and pointing no, fingers. No, no Boys Rush, because Boys Rush was actually in person. Um, but Girls Midday was also in, um, like, in person. And then COVID just kind of exploded. So they sent us to lockdown for 10 days. Like, you could not be with another person. And so I called my parents and I was like, book me a flight. I'm coming home. Like I, everyone, everyone, everybody left. I remember that. Yeah. And so my parents like, okay. And I was on a flight two hours later. Um, yeah, that was kind of brutal, but. I'll, uh, I can give one of my, I could give like a good pitch though on like the, some of the things I really like about Virginia mm-hmm. is that if you go there, everyone there is really smart. Like I just say that you're talking to the average person they're really smart which is always fun and the people there just like generally take school seriously people go really hard which is how i am um and so it's kind of a good pressure and motivation because you have your friends that are like oh gosh i really gotta study for this test i mean obviously you're gonna have a few friends that are it's the night before the test and they're not, they don't care at all. But I mean, everyone's has friends like that. But, uh, on general, like there is a very good atmosphere at Virginia of people definitely value and take pride in their school just yeah. as much as they do with the other stuff. I was actually, I remember this, like introducing him to a friend and this was probably like the first time he met her. I forget exactly who it was. And Brendan goes, you know, like I love to party; it's great and stuff. But I'm here to get rich. <laughs> I like that was that. I, That's a great I, that might have been that. I might have been a drunk. Statement. No, no, I I've said nothing yet of that regard. I might have uh, been having a good time that night when I said that. But yeah, that was that sounds like a funny thing I'd say. But yeah, a lot of people are there to a lot make of people an are impact. there because like and. For me, I know where I like sort of want to be in like 20, 40 years, let's say. And but I know that also I'm like, okay, I want to have a really good time in college. And what a really good advice that I got from an older girl who just graduated was I wish that there were t- there were times when I could have like finished an assignment that was due like the next day at 5 p.m. Or I could have gone out and I wish that I went out because I knew I could have finished it the next. Like they're like, they're, they're like, just have fun because it is your last time to really just be a kid. It is. So just have fun do the work and like challenge yourself because there's so much fulfillment in that but also there's you gotta have fun or else like if you're not happy your grades are gonna your grades are gonna fall like there's a lot to say about keeping your mental health in a good place um and a lot of that for me at least comes from uh partying so (laughs) yeah yeah you know what I got to ask this question <laughs> Sterling, because yeah. obviously we like the party mm-hmm. and there's things I remember in college. And actually after I go visit my daughters in college, like in the morning, I see the walk of shame. Yeah. Okay. Do you guys, is there a lot of walk of shames going on? At our neck of the woods, like you can't, it's, we're in dorms. I mean, there's yeah. probably a lot so of that going okay. on at the corner, but in dorms where it's all first years, it's kind of hard to tell. Cause it's just, 
there's a lot of everyone the same age okay. and it's it's such a compact area yeah maybe it's a hop of shame <laughs> <laughs> i i personally don't think like if i'm walking down the street and i see someone i don't like think oh they're doing the like i could like because honestly everyone dresses up at uva anyways so i don't automatically assume that they're in last night's clothes like okay. that, that i don't so you could definitely tell us something. You know. Well, some, you sometimes you, <laughs> you know. Oh, sometimes you definitely know, but like that's not always your first assumption. Like if it was like one out of maybe every three walk of shame. Well, you you like, can tell. And they stand out. Okay, yeah, sure. I don't care. Yeah. All right, so my next one is people blacking out. Yeah. Mm, I mean, it depends. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. What are you talking about? <laughs> are we at the same parties? Do you, yeah. How often are you guys hanging out? She has a different perspective than yours, Duff. I, I say there's not like, it's not people, people of Virginia. I wouldn't be like, it's like belligerent, you know? I don't know. I mean, there's different perspectives. With that. I mean, everyone's in their own little vibe. Like, Sterling's probably got a different perspective than me. Oh, that guy's I, just taking, they're just taking a nap. Yeah. No, I think for me, <laughs> like, resting. it's very work hard, play hard. Like, you work really hard and then people party really hard. People do like to have a really good time because like it also it's just kind of like, okay, we worked really hard Monday through when Monday through Thursday midday. Thursday, five PM. Yeah. What's yeah. the best party night? Thursday. Thursday night. Honestly, Tuesday nights are really fun though too. I'm a nerd, so I don't go out during the week, but uh Tuesday nights are really fun. Yeah. Thursdays are my favorite night. Thursday nights are still my favorite night. Oh wait, yeah. it's Thursday night now. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah, no, just don't uh, I made the mistake. My fall semester of scheduling the infamous Thursday 7 p.m. discussion from 7 to 7.50. Oh. And that was, I was clueless back then, and that was, it hurt pretty good. So I will not make that same mistake. Or Friday at 9 o'clock. Yeah. You don't want, you don't want anything Friday. before Friday at noon, and then you don't want anything Thursday after 5 p.m. And then Saturday darties are really fun. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff during the day on the And weekends. by the way, those are day parties. Yes. Most of the people that listen, they love the acronym starties. Well, we can go all day long. Maybe my podcast will start being like Joe Rogan's and people just break it up and listen into two parts, three parts. Oh, I got to listen to Sterling and Brendan. <laughs> this has been episode 72 of the Student Manager Podcast. Was this fun? It was, it was a great, great time. time. Thank you for having us. Oh, so and, thankful. And, to be and, and as we grow this podcast, because everyone knows, like, you guys are freshmen, right? Mm -hmm. Well, not sophomores. And then eventually you graduate. I'm going to eventually start. It's going to be all parked together. It's going to be called the hiring manager because when you're seniors, half of you guys don't even know how to fucking interview and don't yeah. know how to prep. And I'm talking to my daughters now and friends' kids. And I'm like, hello, you know, you went to college. You're like, you're Virginia. You don't know how to interview. You don't know how to organize. And that's the next podcast. So yeah. it's just watch you guys evolve, develop, and have an impact and make a difference. But for now, have fun. I can't wait to hear more stories. Maybe I'll see you in January. I mean, it's, I, you know what I'm talking about. Yes, yeah. yeah. Skiing, like, oh, dude, that was so fun. That was so much we fun. We used Marshall's credit card. I know. <laughs> it got declined. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. Episode 72, Brendan Duffy, Sterling Solomon, just finished her freshman year at University of Virginia, Newport Harbor grads. For now, Fonger News, out. <laughs>